Welcome to the St. Richard's Episcopal Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Rev. Cameron Nations. For more information, please visit strichards.org. So all of us this week have just experienced the cultural ritual and accompanying liturgy, no less, of contrition and repentance known as New Year's Eve, okay? (laughs) And with it comes New Year's resolutions, right? How many of you have a New Year's resolution? How many of you have broken it already, (laughs) right? Like, anyway, yes, the New Year's resolution. And all of this has gotten me thinking, sort of in the vein of like, what would Jesus do? It's made me wonder, what would Jesus' New Year's resolutions have been? I mean, right, if we're Christians and we want to emulate Jesus and live like Jesus, then what would, what would, what would uh, Jesus' New Year's resolutions have been? Would it have been like to heal more people, maybe? Or feed more multitudes? That sounds like a good one. He already walked on water, so that's pretty impressive. Maybe walking on lava could have been one. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. You see, this may sound actually like sort of a silly question, uh, but I promise you it is actually quite related to what we read about and celebrate today in our gospel lesson, okay? And so let me explain. I'm going to connect this idea of New Year's resolutions and what we read about at the beginning of Mark's gospel. Now, we aren't really given the exact time of the year uh, when Jesus came to John the Baptist to be baptized in the River Jordan. Uh, We don't see it in Mark's gospel, and as far as I could tell, looking at the other three gospels as well, we don't, it doesn't really get situated in the year. So we don't know what time of year it was when he came to get baptized. But we are told in Mark's gospel that, quote, the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to see John, okay? All the people in the countryside and all the people in Jerusalem. Now, this gives us a clue as to when it might have been. Again, we don't know, but it might have been. Because there were a few festive occasions each and every year where great crowds like these would gather, uh, not just to celebrate, but actually would gather for baptism specifically. And one of those, you can probably see where this is going, one of those times was the celebration of the new year. Rosh Hashanah, right? Uh, Which is actually the beginning of the high holy days in Judaism. It's Rosh Hashanah kicks it off, and then 10 days later you have Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, right? And this this is the the highest of the high holy days in in Judaism. Uh, Now during this time, like I said, there's 10 days in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. During this time, uh, you, these were known as the days of repentance, 10 days of repentance. And you would often do things that sound a lot like what you and I do uh, when Lent happens, which incidentally is right around the corner. Lent begins on January 14th. Or, sorry, wow, whew, that's way too quick. Have mercy. February 14th is Ash Wednesday. You can tell it's already on my mind, okay? We should all be thinking about it, but uh, not until February. February 14th. But anyway, what you would do, goodness gracious, during uh, these days of repentance is you would fast, you would pray uh, a lot, you would often um, do acts of spiritual preparation. Um, 
and, uh, and, and give alms. You would, uh, you would uh, a lot of times give more to charity during these 10 days. Uh, and this was all uh, to help you um, prepare yourself uh, for the things you needed to repent for on Yom Kippur, basically. And one of the things that you did was you would often be baptized. Now, we have to remember that in Judaism, baptism is not a one-and-done kind of situation like it is in much of, uh, much of Western Christianity anyway. I mean, in the Nicene Creed, we say one of the things that we profess is that we believe in one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, right? But, um, but in fact, uh, in Judaism, that's not the case. Baptism is just a ritual bath, a ritual cleansing that you would do in preparation for some kind of big uh, religious observance, feast, celebration, et cetera, et cetera. And so, oftentimes, during these 10 days, people would come from all over to do this, to be baptized uh, as part of their preparations. And honestly, this was like, this was a really, really big deal. And there started to be um, people whose job it was to be baptizers, right? John the Baptist, John the Baptizer. Uh, was one such person, and oftentimes you would kind of go back to the same person again and again and again. You would come back to them. Now, I don't know if, if that was the case with the crowds who'd gathered around John by the River Jordan, but this is often how it would, how it would go. And even now, actually, if you convert to Judaism, um, you, you'd still do this. You still, uh, it's called a mikvah, and you get into um, what I, as a former Baptist, am very familiar with. It's a pool in the church, or in the synagogue, right, uh, that you go to bathe in um, ritually to, to, to do this, and you say your prayers, and prayers are said for you. Um, so this practice uh, continues to this day. Um, but as part of these observances and part of this ritual cleansing prior to all of these, these prayers and things, you would often, and still today, come up with maybe something not dissimilar from a New Year's resolution, right? Because you would kind of think about, well, if I'm repenting from these things, what am I going to try to do in the year ahead with this fresh start to amend my life, right? That's not all that different. So I know that the question at first about what would Jesus have New Year's resolutions been seems sort of silly, but actually <laughs> may have been something that was on his mind or at least was certainly on the minds of those who were gathered around for these baptisms. Okay. Now I didn't look at any of my notes for that, so now I have to catch back up with myself. <laughs> okay. Um, so, let's come back to this question then. So what were Jesus' New Year's resolutions? Well, to be honest with you, if they're anything like ours, Jesus probably didn't have them. <laughs> you know, to be honest, right? He probably didn't have them because we all know that our resolutions are almost always, I won't say always, but almost always born out of some kind of perceived uh, or real, I, I will say, so maybe it's a real inadequacy within ourselves, you know, right? Like, uh, they're always aimed at addressing some form of self-improvement, like hitting the gym more, okay, or um, making smarter financial decisions in the year ahead, or having a healthier relationship with alcohol, or a healthier relationship with people, or maybe both, right? Uh, both of those things. Um, but Jesus didn't have anything to improve. That's part of the theology that we have about Jesus. And so if his resolutions are like ours, 
I would say that Jesus probably didn't have a New Year's resolution if it was Rosh Hashanah around this time, Yom Kippur, when Jesus approaches John in the wilderness. Again, we don't know, but it's not an unreasonable thing to maybe think or imagine. But even if Jesus didn't have a New Year's resolution, I certainly think about all of the others who were gathered there. The many multitudes, the crowds that had come from all over the countryside and from Jerusalem. I mean, what was on their minds and hearts as they listened to John's words about repentance? And we don't really get a lot of John's preaching in Mark's gospel, but we do in Luke's gospel and in Matthew's gospel. And uh, John's preaching was pretty fiery. Uh, very famously, at one point, yells, you brood of vipers at people. Okay, So I wonder, I wonder what was on their minds, right? I also think about this one that he speaks about, right? This one who is to come after him, who curiously says, he says, is not to baptize with water, but with the Holy Spirit, this thing called the Holy Spirit. What would these crowds have been thinking? And I think about those who only a few pages later in Mark's gospel will become the 12 disciples. I wonder, were they gathered at the Jordan River too? And I don't know, it says people from all around the countryside were there. We don't really know who was there, but maybe they were. Were they there to be baptized, to engage in this ritual act of repentance that was part of their yearly practice, to seek a fresh start? I wonder what their New Year's resolutions would have been. Perhaps they too desired to make better decisions in the year ahead. I think about the brothers, James and John, not John the Baptist, but the future disciple, James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Uh, they were sort of the sons of this wealthy fishing family, or prosperous fishing family, at least for the, um, the standards of the time and being from a small Galilean village. And I just wonder, I mean, perhaps maybe during the year they turned away someone in need because in a fit of greed they put profit before a person's life. And maybe that was weighing on them. And perhaps there in the water at the, in the River Jordan at the start of a new year, they resolved to be yet more generous to their tight-knit community there by the Sea of Galilee. Or I don't know, maybe some other brothers, Andrew and Peter. Maybe they'd had a falling out one with the other. Maybe one was a little too fond of his uh, nightly libations, we'll say using it to medicate his own sense of despair, and as a result, had done and said things that he was ashamed of. Maybe they were seeking a new start, a healthier relationship, not just with their own family, but also with themselves. And so they resolved to do just that, to seek forgiveness, to make amends, to start anew in these waters of baptism. Again, we don't know what was going on in the minds and hearts of those who were gathered there. But I do know that our own impulse for new beginnings and fresh starts is as old as humanity itself. All of us long for the opportunity to start again, to begin again, to wipe the slate clean, to turn over a new leaf, all of the different you know, little words and metaphors and phrases we have for it. And so I can't help but imagine that the same things that have been on our minds and hearts this past week 
as one year turned over to the next and maybe we've been contemplating what we will do and who we will be and how we will be in this next year, I can't help but think that those things are not that far off from the same things that would have been on the minds who gathered there by the Jordan River over 2,000 years ago. Now there are so many jokes about not keeping New Year's resolutions. In fact, I even made one at the beginning of the sermon, not even meaning to, but it just came out, okay? There are so many jokes about not keeping them, and why? Because even with the most sincerely penitent hearts, we all have a propensity to fall back into old ways and old patterns. We all know that we're far from perfect. We tend to fall short of the aspirations that we have for ourselves to be better, to do better, to live better and love better. And we too also inhabit a world that often feels broken by human sin, by greed and excess, by the ways in which we exploit others, we carry around our hurts and our fears, these heavy, heavy burdens that at times feel so weighty that we can feel broken by them. And so, it was that Jesus resolved to take all of that upon himself, to hold us up when we fall, to offer hope and promise in the ultimate saving love of God, a love that casts out all fear, that puts death itself to flight, and that offers redemption in place of our own propensity to fail. Jesus offers us what all of our best intentions lack, which is grace. Grace. That God will do and already has done what we cannot do for ourselves. Now every day with Jesus is itself a new beginning a fresh start, new life, new birth. I mean, isn't that what we just celebrated at Christmas? And it certainly is what we will celebrate at Easter. And so, perhaps it is that Jesus really did have a New Year's resolution after all when he stepped into those waters. But Jesus' resolution was not for his own self-improvement, but instead for the salvation and the hope of the world. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. For service times or more information on St. Richard's, please visit strichards.org.